welcome Lee Henson Hasty. Happy New Year back here on Leading Theologically with my friend Shannon Johnson Kirshner, senior pastor of um, Central Presbyterian Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so glad to have you here, Shannon. It looks like from your office at Central. Indeed, I am in my office with all of my children known as books. <laughs> right. They look like they're in order, but they also look like there's some like on sideways. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's because I ran out of room. <laughs> so I was just shoving them all up there. I still have three boxes of things I have yet to unpack in six months, but you know, there's always time. Well, she's already hinting at our theme for today, intentional pastoral transitions. And this is one of the things like dealing with the books and everything else. It's just the beginning. Um, and friends, so glad you're here with us. I work with the Committee on Theological Education at the Presbyterian Foundation. Um, and leading theologically is what we really care about. And let me just say, um, every from the time I met you, which I'm not exactly sure exactly the time, but my, my whole experience with you, Shannon, has all been you live life faithfully and intentionally. You do not waste words or <laughs> your time with things that don't matter so that you would even be on the show, which we've had to move around. I have to say your flexibility um, really means a lot. So really thank you, thank you for being here. Thank Absolutely. You. It's my honor. I'm glad to do this. <laughs> uh, friends, we, you know, we usually start with this a question about call and vocation and uh, the Howard Thurman question about what is making you come alive is what I'll ask you because he said that that's what the world needs is people who are coming alive. And I wonder here in 2024, Shannon, what is making you come alive? Yeah, I mean, I think what's making me come alive is um, getting to know the people of this congregation and the staff with whom I get to work, frankly. I mean, I it's important to me to know the stories of the people who come into the sanctuary space or in the digital pews um, Sunday after Sunday, as well as round session tables and to get to know the children who join us downtown, down uh, front for children's time and our new confirmands who've just begun their process. So those are some of the things that really make me come alive because it really informs my entire ministry. So, you know, I bring their stories in when I'm considering writing sermons or when I'm preparing liturgy or how do we need to start a session meeting, all those kinds of things. Um, so it's really important for me to know the people with whom I'm serving alongside a ministry. And I think that that's definitely since moving here to Atlanta has been a primary focal point for me. And that sounds like, uh, and for me, like a body of Christ kind of ecclesiology, like you, you're getting to know who's closest to you in the body of Christ to know yeah. where we're going together, that you're not, yeah. uh, this, this is not a top down sort of leadership. And, no, uh, no, I, I, no, that is not my style and um, it never has been. And so that kind of building of trust and mm. um, really working on healthy collaboration and having some fun and playing together, all of that is really critical to the way I approach ministry, for sure. That's beautiful. And I, I know that that trust and collaboration, you're a trusted partner, other places I should have mentioned. I know one of the places we've gotten to know each other is through Next Church, and, and you played a key role in, in leadership there. Uh, I know you have served on, I think, multiple seminary boards currently. <laughs> Just two. Just so two. I, served on, 
I've served on the board of Union Presbyterian Seminary in Richmond and Charlotte, and then I'm currently serving on the board of trustees for Princeton Theological Seminary. Thank you for that service. I always say that's, you know, the whole like vow um, to serve the larger church. That's part of it. It's not just mid councils. There's some. No, and it's super fun, though. I mean, you get to know people. Right. Yeah, I mean, I have learned so much from my other trustees on both boards. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, things they don't teach you in seminary, like endowment and gap accounting and <laughs> all of those things. Thank goodness I would have that experience at Union on that board before I moved up to Chicago because all that stuff came in handy. I'm sure. And you had some fun of friends, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what I love about, I think, being Presbyterian too, like, you know, and you so smart. It's a sort of maybe one of our first principles we'll talk about in terms of intentional pastoral transitions is get to know the people you're working alongside, right? Yeah. You know, early on and, and you know, whether you're starting on a board or starting with a new session. And, and I love that you mentioned the children. I love that. <laughs> what are you learning from the children there? I'm just curious. I always feel like that's where I learn the most. Yeah. Well, for, I think I was really excited one Sunday. I kind of felt like maybe they were beginning to claim me as their pastor when a kid who had bumped his head at some point, I guess during Sunday school came down front with his bag of ice and sat next to me so I could put the bag of ice on his head during the children's moment. I was like, yes. And then another child couldn't find her grandmother. And so she came to me to help her find her grandmother. I mean, that, oh. that was one Sunday. I was like, oh, so that was really, I mean, I'm just so honored by that, by their trust and their claiming of me already. Right. So right. that's, so they're, you know, they're quick to ask questions and quick to love mm-hmm. um, and quick to laugh. And so I, I like you know, and here this congregation is one that just em- embraces all of that. You don't have to quote be quiet in church. Uh, baby and children noises are welcome. It's a great quote problem to have uh, during worship service. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so I list. I I'd, I'd hope to come to your installation. Uh, the Reverend Otis Moss III preached, and yeah. he introduced you as preacher, prophet, uh, teacher. And consecrator of holy mischief. <laughs> I'd forgotten all that. <laughs> and he commented on your laugh, by the way, now remembering. Like, <laughs> and it's, it does. It's, it's, it's infectious. Um, so you do bring, and he, his sermon was Speak Life. You do seem to bring life to, to wherever you are, whatever room you're in, even if it's a Zoom room. Um, it seems so important and especially in starting a new call, but back us up. We're talking, you know, how did we get here? So you're in a life giving place. It's not easy. You're having to figure out where the books go and even probably your way you're using, you know, the GPS to get around town still, um, more than anything else. I mean, what's, what, how did you get to this point? Because you've served so beautifully at fourth church, Chicago before that, that before this, uh, as well as, um, oh, I had, had these all. Oh, yeah, Black Mountain, of course, mm-hmm. small town, North Carolina, um, near the Holy Ground of Montreat, um, and Woodhaven and Woodlands Community, both in Texas, as your first calls, first and second calls. So how do we, you, you've had more than one pastoral transition. So what are, what 
have you learned and how do you get to this joyful place you seem to be at now? Um, I mean, there are lots of things I could say. I would say one of the things I learned probably in between Texas and North Carolina was um, the necessity, the absolute necessity to be your full self in mm. every single interview conversation, letter, email, whatever, with a pastoral nominating committee um, to not try and be who you think they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, I made some mistakes early on in interviewing where I, it was a larger church and I was trying to act like I knew what I was doing and, <laughs> and it was not authentic. And so um, I learned a lot through that and, and was grateful for that hard experience um, because I promised myself after that, that I would always be my full, strange, kind of quirky, loud laugh, um, honest self in all of the conversations I had since then. And I think that that has borne fruit and that I've always felt like the call was a call when I arrived, um, mm -hmm. including Black Mountain, including uh, Fourth Chicago for nine years, and now including here in, at Central. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that, I mean, that should be obvious, but anyone who's interviewing, you always want to put your quote, best foot forward, but, and you still do that, but you also never want to pretend to know something that you don't or to be someone that you're not because pretense and all of that doesn't last for very long once you land. Right. So that's, that's been something that, that I'm authenticity. And there are just, I mean, this show, a lot of folks have been reaching out to me. They're excited because there are a lot of, there's a lot of change going on. I mean, I, you know, you know, I've talked about this quite a bit. I mean, we're in the neighborhood of seven to 800 searches going on right now. It's crazy. I mean, all over the place and PNCs are on the look and there's, there's only just about enough candidates or people seeking as our position. So all that, this is really important and fit. I think what you're speaking to, like uh, is is so so very important. There's no time to waste to try to be somebody you're not. I mean that's <laughs> right, and then that's probably goes for both sides, right? You yeah. know, congregation should be the same way. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I would say get real about um, about what brings you life in ministry, mm -hmm. and so all because that has shifted for me a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I would say in between, you know, before I went to fourth and then as I've come to central and that's, you know, that's like a 10 to 10 year time span. Right. But um, one of the things that I knew when I went to fourth as the head of staff pastor was that I really needed to say to myself, do I really feel like administration can be ministry too? Mm. Because it's going to be a huge, and it was a huge part of what I did in Chicago. Um, you know, you have to have um, order and organization and um, and be able to mobilize folks and take good care of the operations and the finances and, you know, a, supervise a large staff. All of that takes a lot of time and energy. But if that doesn't happen, then you're not going to get healthy pastoral care. You're not going to have robust programming you know, in, you know, embodied by other folks doing that work. So that was something that I was ready to say yes to at that point. And that was something that I spent a lot of time doing in those nine years. So that, that's health. That's super helpful. I mean, and, I mean, I asked this question about what gives you life. I mean, at the beginning of my show, I appreciate you saying it, but it's really like a check-in with yourself. I heard in 
you know, Otis Moss's sermon, he also said, you know, speak life to yourself. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that's part to the church, to your family and others, but like to yourself, yeah. what are some other ways? How do you check in with yourself? I, I know some, for me, um, as an extrovert, I'm, I'm always in touch with a, a mentoring community, uh, you know, that's expansive. How did, how do you, what are some ways to sort of check in with yourself about what's life giving for you? Do you think? Or maybe yeah, just- I mean, it depends, you know, what's your energy like when you wake up? I mean, uh-huh. um, you know, and, and also I do, I also have a community of dear colleagues and friends, uh, a preaching group called the well that we've been meeting now, I think annually for 12 years, there's wow. something. 17 of us or so um, from all over the country and a variety of ministerial contexts and and different contexts, not necessarily in um, the church, con- the church setting. And so we have that sort of what's a state of your soul conversation every year when we get together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you doing what are you missing? What are you excited mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we're constantly texting and emailing <laughs> throughout the week. Um, but I think that that kind of community for me has been mm-hmm absolutely critical and life-giving, um, you know, because it was in part with conversation with them and in conversation internally, um, you know, in the, my final year at central, I mean, at fourth, where I was like, you know, I have loved and have grown so much. And this congregation is incredible. And the staff with whom I get to work are just top notch. And I do miss knowing the names of the seniors who are preaching on youth Sunday and the children. I miss teaching new member classes and, being, you know, at the hospital bed and and knowing more of the stories, being able to spot a visitor um, and knowing when on their regular pew. Um, I could do that to an extent at fourth. Um, and but, you know, just the size of the congregation um, did not that just was not something that I was able to do, nor did I have the time to do it. And so I began to think, I think it's time for me in my own vocational life. I turned 50 um, and, you know, have more years in ministry behind me than in front of me before I retire. Um, I thought, you know, I'm ready to, um, still do the same kind of urban ministry work with top notch people yes. in a wonderful congregation, but just a different mm-hmm. size, right, you know, just right. a different scale. And so that was really, um, part of what prompted my openness to visiting with Central's PNC when they called was, well, let's just kind of explore that one. And how can I enter this final season of my ordained ministry, you know, life um, differently or with more intentionality, perhaps? Um, and so the, that was some of the questioning that um, really so soul searching that I did once I got back from sabbatical up in Chicago, um, that that sabbatical, was another another good another good tool for like. Yeah gut check right yeah 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 beautiful i mean and thank you for that kind of transparency and authenticity Mm -hmm. you're you're proving your point already what you said earlier like this is this is this is real and it's also taking care of yourself and you're not going to be any good you know for anybody else if you're not good you're not finding life in what you're doing and and that's that's just beautiful and you're right like the state of the I have in my pastoral cohort, like they're, they're some of the ones who notice stuff in me before I notice it in myself. Right. <laughs> so, and they'll tell me, yeah, maybe my wife's already told me, but once the, uh, once they tell me, it's like, Oh, she's right. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I also had kind of come to this sense that um, I, I really am sort of a redevelopment pastor at heart. Mm. And I do think that that was okay. 
my, what I did during my ministry up in Chicago. And I had this sense that the ground had been tilled with that congregation and staff and others and with me um, for the next leader who would bring that, them into their next season of, of growth in all kinds of ways. And so it was time. So um, these are not some, uh, this is sort of feels like pastoral cohort kind of conversations. It's one of those, I can see the text like, so what does a timeline look like? You know, what does the letter look like? Who are the people you speak with first? What are some things you learned um, in the transition? I mean, is this a, a sit down with a clerk of session? You know, you know, how, how does that all, all, all look or what, you know, without, you don't have to tell exactly how it happened, but what are some, some guidance for some folks if they're in a similar spot, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it depends. The, the, um, new sharing and, and leaving process was more extensive at fourth than it's been previously. Like mm -hmm. in my first congregation that I served as pastor in Irving at Woodhaven, I went to every member of the PNC's house and told them. Wow. That or, beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, but I could not do that up in Chicago. There were, you know, like 36 elders and I can't even remember how many deacons, lots of deacons and trustees. So um, it really was uh, bringing top leaders in first uh, and and letting um, staff know um, mm -hmm. before even and then visiting with session confidentially. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I needed to let the communications team up there know so we could get everything ready. And um, and then now with social media and internet and all of that, Facebook, it's just so different. So um, right. making sure that the the news was kept on lockdown here in Atlanta, which it was, so that fourth could hear from me directly rather than through the social media right. channel. Um, that was really important. And thanks be to God, in part, also due to time change, that was able to happen. So Oh, right. Different times for, you know. Yeah. So the folks at fourth were able to hear it from me, which I was really grateful for um, because I deeply respect them and wanted to leave them as well as possible. Um, and so that I was grateful for that. But yeah, just telling your key leaders and 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 trying to do it with integrity. You know, I think that's. that's well, I want to um, welcome uh, Jolie Stratton, if there are others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jolie was actually a member of the church that I got to serve in, in Irving. Oh, OK. Now in Iowa. <laughs> yes. Um, you've got you've got you got fan club all around the country, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, if there are others who are here, let us know and let us know your questions, your comments you'd like to share, things you'd like to know more about, um, follow ups. Uh, we would love to hear those. Um, so after and we posted your letter that went out uh, to Fourth Church here for folks who haven't seen that, I think it was mm -hmm. really well done. Um, and I also linked to Central Press. Um, and you could go and see our installation service and some other things there. Um, uh, what are some things that on the sort of the leaving side, the, the goodbyes and the hellos, what are some other goodbyes and hellos? And how did that, how did that, oh, I'm sure some of that overlapped. <laughs> it did. It did. And in part because I got COVID my last month. Oh, no. So we had to put off some of the goodbye and the leave taking uh, for a while. And they were gracious about that. Um, I think that, you know, we pastor people don't always do a great job of receiving gratitude and mm. and and celebration and so i think let let folks 
show you that your ministry meant something to them and you can you can reciprocate and let them know how much um, you learned from them and how grateful you are for who they've been in your life. Mm. I, you know, I think let folks celebrate you well mm. is important. Um, and same with the hellos, just uh, again, just be yourself. And that sounds simplistic, <coughs> but I think it, you know, it's, it can be also nerve wracking to be that kind of vulnerable, but that's mm. what, for me, I've noticed that that's what's central. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it? Central. Get central. I got it. I got, I got it. it. Yes, it's central to who I am. Um, well, um, you mentioned your pastoral cohort and 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 leaders and staff you served alongside. I need to know uh, who is your Boudini. Do you have a Boudini? I don't. This is, <laughs> huh? Do you know what I'm talking about? I kind of. <laughs> this was so. So uh, Otis Moss mentioned this, and I mean, he mentioned about Muhammad Ali and I live in Louisville and the Ali Center. So I'm like, I know that name. What is he talking? So Boudini is Drew Boudini Brown, who apparently was like the hype man for Ali. So when he literally in the fight, when he'd come to the corner, he'd remind him, you're the greatest. You sting like a butterfly, float like a bee, you know, kind of thing. And do you have Boudinis in your life? I do, I do. yeah, so the Boudinis that were important during this transition to like, yes, absolutely. like you're this is because I'm sure it's a grief experience. I mean, oh, no matter what, even if it's the right thing, like, yeah, no, it wasn't you, easy. You were being you, Shannon, you were doing Shannon, you know. Um, yeah, were there people yeah. like that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I will say that, um, part of what I struggled with with this transition itself was that it had been so celebrated for all of clergy womankind uh, when I was and went and followed in John uh, Buchanan's footsteps. Um, And so I had clergy sisters who are older and younger clergy sisters who were all celebratory. And part of what I really had to kind of just lay aside was what does this, does this communicate something about our ability as female clergy to be able to do this work if I'm leaving after nine years? And and it was um, it the same people who celebrated my coming said, oh, that's beautiful. They're like this. You have to be yourself and you're just showing there's also a different way you can do things differently. You don't have to continue. Um, right. you know, it does. You don't have to keep serving larger and larger churches to be effective in ministry. You can have done that for a season and, and then realize there's something next. And so they gave me the freedom to do that and to not to be able to lay that mantle down. Um, which was yeah. I I, I have some friends, a number of friends. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, happy to say you may be a part of this. There's a social media group of young Presbyterian clergy women. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm always wondering like, what are they thinking? Cause I feel like they're always thinking around the corner, you know, (laughs) and these are the people you want to know, like the people are thinking around the corner, like what's next that we're not seeing. What are we, or what are we missing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that makes sense to me. And that makes me, makes makes me smile. I'm sure others yet. I know like there are stain. I mean, my, my wife is, was involved in the status, status of women's study. I mean, there's the stained glass ceilings are all over the place uh, still. And, but that doesn't have to be one person that's uh, responsible. Right. No. And I think that all are, you know, I've seen my call consistently being about, you know, bring in more chairs to the table. If a door opens to me and I'm able to step through, then I'm going to keep it open for someone else. And so 
that's also another huge piece. Um, there is a question in the chat oh, about yeah. practices for, for presbytery. Um, well, first, don't assign them to a committee immediately, I would say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Give them a little bit of time to get on their feet. Um, but definitely, definitely reach out. And um, just even if you don't hear back from the new person for a while, like I am way remiss in responding to some emails from clergy here in Greater Atlanta Presbytery, been so lovely. And I will also tell you, it really meant a lot to me to see folks show up for my installation. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, you just feel like you're already a part of a community coming in, mm -hmm. even if it's mm -hmm. new. So right. I was very grateful for the people who came down on a Wednesday night. We did it on a Wednesday night um, right. to, to be able to be a part of the uh, gathered folk um, for that. So that was really critical, just showing up. Um, so, John, those those would be two simple things, I would say. Um, don't assign a committee. Three, don't assign a committee. Send <laughs> an email, reach out, just say we're cheering for you. Whenever you have a chance, I'd love to get to know you. And if possible, show up for the show up for the installation. That's important. That's like church, right? I mean, it is. It's, it's, it is. Yeah. It's, it is really important. Mary Elizabeth Pope Davis is saying, thrilled to have you in Atlanta. Well, she's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so we a lot with our children and family ministry in particular in our anti-racism work. So that's, it's, that's it's good to have her. Friends, we have just a few more minutes here with Shannon, and I hope you're getting to know her and can be linked uh, to Central Church. Go visit. Uh, there'd be something yeah. <laughs> to um, come get to know her. Bring your children. Um, yeah. I bet get to know your name. Um, but other, if there are other questions, comments, other things, you know, um, that you thought about that haven't asked about Shannon in terms of pastoral transitions uh, or other things you'd like for folks to know about. Yeah, I would say, and this is not something I'm great at, but if you can be gentle with yourself, do that mm -hmm. because it takes time to let your body settle from one place to another. Um, mm -hmm. grief sneaks up on you, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're nervous about, being, you know, proving your worth or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. maybe those are only things I deal with, but, uh, <laughs> but I'd say if you can be gentle with yourself, that that'll be really important because it is, it's not just leaving a job. Um, it, you, you invest so much of yourself in the community and they invest so much in you that it, mm -hmm. it is it's a hard thing to say goodbye and hello all at the same time. Uh, a colleague of yours, I think you may know from Charlotte, John Cleghorn, yeah. who's been a guest on the show, uh, wants to know a little bit more about Central's location and as well as opportunities for more intersectional congregational work, which I think is something John has worked on and written about yeah. race, class, sexuality and more. Um, and, and Central is a place I'm sure that these things come together right there. The little bit I know right across from the state house. We're literally across from the state capitol here in state Atlanta. Capitol, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, one of the things, so we have, um, we do have our outreach and advocacy center, which is a very important part of our ministry here. Um, we also have uh, Our House. We are a host for Our House, which is a, a daycare program for families who are experiencing unstable housing or homelessness. And, and so they, can drop off their kids here. Um, we're, we just are the hosts. It's a separate nonprofit that uses this mm -hmm. space, very much a partner. Those are just a couple of things. In terms of the opportunities, the opportunities for this place are huge. I mean, it's just, this place has such good bones and an energy and a joy and an enthusiasm. And I would say an, an intentional openness for 
folk to find their place in the life of this congregation and to contribute. One of the ways that, I mean, we are diverse, more diverse than you might um, you might think. One of the ways that this church has always been out front, um, at least in the recent history, has been on issues of um, human sexuality and welcoming all of God's people for who they are. So that's that's massive. Um, we have a lot of weight. We have a long ways to go in terms of this being a more diverse group politically, um, uh, racially, socioeconomically. I mean, all of that continues to be something we need to grow into, but the will is there. Uh, the energy is there. Um, and so we're just going to see what God can do with us as we keep moving forward. Well, amen. And and what a witness. I mean, I know you're within, you know, very close to sort of the, um, you know, Spellman, the ITC. And oh, yeah. Is it the Mercedes? The, the oh, yeah. Mercedes Mercedes. We're literally sandwiched in between the state capitol and the Fulton County courthouse place. Wow. I mean, it's going to be an interesting location. Talk about intersection. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy. And I know you draw from, you know, across the city too. I mean, people, people drive up to, uh, you know, an hour to get here. You have to really want to come to central Central. (laughs) because parking isn't easy. We have a parking garage, you know, Um, but, uh, but it's such, um, it's such an important, we have been anchored here um, for a very long time, since 1858, I believe. Wow! It's really um, this this our location is is very much a part of who we are um, as a church. Well, Shannon, I think our time is running out. Sadly, <laughs> you know me; I could talk and talk and talk. <laughs> um, but this is so helpful. I invite folks to continue to get to know Shannon, pray for her and with mm-hmm. her, and let's uh, what. Uh, we're in the body of Christ together here in the church, and um, we're we're grateful for your leadership and your voice, and your and and just and just who you are as a friend and colleague in ministry. And love to invite you to give a benediction in a moment. I want to, if you're willing. Yeah. Um, I want to um, thank um, everybody who's been been here today, whether you're listening live or later. Um, Please subscribe and review our podcast, Leading Theologically, if you have time. That always helps. Send us feedback. If you have guests you'd like for us to, to host, uh, let us know. Uh, that would be awesome, too. And um, and just stay in touch. Blessings to you. And I heard that I'm not sure what benediction you will give, but I heard you're a, you're a PK. You're a pastor's kid. I am. And I heard, I think, that maybe you, get, you often give a benediction to your father. Yeah, I give the same gave. one. Okay, so are we, are we looking for? I mean, it's to- not original to us. It's you know right there in the Book of Common Worship and New Testament, but we will go with it. That would be great. And just again, your joy brings joy, and can oh, may that continue you. to flow in and through you, and have the energy and the imagination and the love to continue to to answer what clearly is God's call on you. And uh, thanks again for being here. Yeah. So so siblings, I would invite you to go out in this world in peace and have courage hold on to what is good return no person evil for evil strengthen the faint-hearted support the weak help the suffering honor all people and love and serve the lord rejoicing in the fellowship of the holy spirit amen 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 and peace everyone stay safe thanks y'all See you soon.